Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's guest, we have Vanessa Gonzalez. Hey, Vanessa. Hey. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yep. I'm super excited to chat about all of your instant photography, but before we get into that, um, do you mind introducing yourself to our listeners and kind of giving us a background on how you got into photography? Yeah, sure. Uh, Hi, guys. I'm Vanessa. I I have this Instagram handle, Vanessa Photo Project, that I started in 2020. Was it? January 1st, 2021. It was a New Year's resolution thing. Ooh. (laughs) So... Uh, how I got into photography. Specifically, it was instant photography. And I had been taking pictures. I think I got super heavy into instant photography when I was like 16 or 15 in high mm. school. Oh, Me and cool. all of my friends would like hit up the thrift stores from in Southern California. This is Ventura, like south oh, of Los yeah. Angeles. So we thought we were super cool. Um, <laughs> uh, all having like these old land cameras that had been fixed up. And we would uh, just take pictures of everything, like document our whole lives. I think before I moved to San Francisco, I, um, I just didn't needed all of my photographs and it was like boxes of actual like oh wow bo- like film from uh my teens and my early 20s um and then I stopped taking pictures I'd say from like 24 up until I was like 34 there was like a decade there that I just didn't take any um instant photos I was just using like my Canon digital camera. Mm -hmm. And um, even at that point, like it didn't feel meaningful. Like I wasn't capturing real memories. I mean, sure, there were like cool pictures from when I traveled, but they weren't special. Sort of like the ones that had, um, I still think about like from my youth, like specific photos that I no longer have. And then I got back into photography with this um, New Year's resolution that I'd had that sort of sprouted from my, um, my recent move to Florida, where I am now. I was like in the super pandemic funk where mm-hmm. I like I moved here to get out of the city and um, kind of start anew just because like pandemic city life had gotten so challenging mm-hmm. for me and my boyfriend. Yeah. We lived in this like 566 square foot studio downtown oh, Oakland. So like that'll make you go crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> So just getting out here, uh, it was helpful, but I like didn't work for eight months or something. And I kind of just like cashed out my retirement just to uh, live comfortably for a while. Mm. But doing nothing every day like didn't help. So I thought about doing something tangible, kinetic, interesting, creative, something that I just do better when I'm doing something creative. 
Like I was a culinary student in San Francisco when the pandemic hit. So I had to like drop that. I had to stop teaching in person. So like, I always kind of need to keep my hands busy with something. Yeah. Um, So a kinetic photo project just seemed like the thing to do. And that's kind of where like Vanessa photo project sprouted. And I've, I'm like almost 30% uh, complete with the thousand photos. I kind of thought I'd be a lot farther along though. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to ask like, is it, do you limit yourself? Is it one a day or is it like if I want to take five, I'm going to take five or like actually, you know, I originally I had written like I'm going to be doing one photo post a day, but that was just like not sustainable mm-hmm. because I'd have to make sure I was like near my scanner every day. And some days like I just didn't want to be on my computer. So I had like, I realized uh, like a hundred photos in, I think I like made a post about it. Like I'm only going to post when I want to, because I can't be like this connected to social media. I'm like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm 36 now. I'm going to be 36 now. I can't be connected all the time. I need downtime. I'm with you on that. Yeah. That's why I never start like a 365 project. I've always wanted to do one. I I feel so bad on the days where it's like, I just, okay, there's a fire hydrant. That's what it's going to be today, yeah, you know, yeah, like, because yeah. I don't have time. Yeah. So that's that's why I always make it to, like, day 23 or something, and then I'm like, okay, this is too much. I'm done. Yeah, but there's <laughs> nothing wrong with a fire hydrant. You can write, like, I literally <laughs> have nothing to contribute today. Here's a picture of a fire hydrant. Yeah, I yeah. know that's relatable to all of you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So true. <laughs> yeah, so t- tell us about how, so the, the project, it's a thousand photos. How yeah. far are you? Exactly. I think this morning I posted t- the 280th picture. Okay. Let's see. Actually, this morning I posted photo 281. Wow. Oh, man. It's been like a year and a half and I'm at 281. <laughs> oh, well, also there was like a couple of weeks there I had no camera. I break a lot of cameras. I am upfront about that, though, because I... Um, <laughs> I, uh, I take my cameras to the beach and I put them in a tote bag. So they always end up with sand and they slowly begin yeah. to malfunction. But um, Lomography replaced one or two of them. And then I just bought another one. And then the Instax camera, I just keep, I just repurchase on Amazon because it's so cheap. I love Lomography. We love them. Shout yeah, out. Big, yeah. big fans. Big <laughs> yeah. fans. So what, what made it Lomography or... Uh, Instax, like what, what, instead of, you know, say Polaroid or something like that. I did like a lot of Polaroid um, in my teens and 20s. But with the amount of film I go through, it's just uh, financially a better idea for me to have uh, Instax in bulk. Like I have a thousand photos on like um, blanks on hand at all times. So I always just like tuck a couple boxes in my bag whenever I'm going out. I just can't do that with Polaroid. I, I just couldn't afford it it's so expensive now it it is and i was just telling timothy like i used to say like oh well like instax is for like the parties you can just like take cool pictures of friends but like you know polaroids like the artsy stuff Mm -hmm. i stand corrected your your instagram is like such an like an art project obviously and i just like it makes me think about you know when you set like you know the rules thing we like set up rules to like break them you can take an artsy photo on anything you know and i love that yeah it doesn't even have to be like aesthetically perfect or a technical a technically proficient photo like a, a lot of my photography in a set in its essence is like an echo of the writing that accompanies it or i like i write something and then i look for a photo that i've taken that day and i pair it with that mm. it's very like uh, symbiotic so I actually was talking yesterday. My um, my boyfriend was a photography teacher 
in the Bay Area for a, a, high, a public high school. And oh, wow. uh, we have very different ideas of what a good photograph is. <laughs> uh, like, he'll look at one of my pictures and um, he'll like, I'll, I'll have him look at all the photos from my day. It's just like one of my things. I like lay them out and then I have him rate them. It's just between us. Like, it's nothing that I would ever like do in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, the ones that he likes are the ones that I have like no emotional attachment to. It's so weird. That's oh, always the case. Like, yeah. he likes things that like are perfectly centered and have the Fibonacci spiral and all of this other stuff. Like, I, that ain't for me. I just, yeah. I like <laughs> photographs that like, I don't know, make me feel something. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that for sure. Yeah, it always cracks me up too, because that's how, you know, when I used to post on Instagram regularly, I would always try to pick the crowd favorite photo. And it's just funny how that doesn't always work out because again like what you think is great isn't automatically what somebody else is so it's so subjective like photography is just such a such a it just doesn't matter you know it's it's somebody's going to either connect to it or they're not so yeah that's true yeah and then with instagram i always had the the problem of of like if i post something and it's not like the same aesthetic i'm like i'll delete it you know (laughs) my my instagram to all be like you know you overthink the instagram nowadays it drives me crazy i don't have that problem i've never had to delete anything if it's if it's like it doesn't look right that's fine i leave it like that's good (laughs) it's uh i think that's kind of the point too like i'm just gonna post whatever i want from the day i think that's important because you know what i feel like there there's like a billion people that actively use that specific um social media website or app yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's so easy to get lost in the static of all of these pages that look the same right but like we're all unique individuals we don't have to be like anybody else or you know strive to imitate somebody else's art form like we're just here to like be our unique voice like we're all special we're like snowflake yes Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) yes i love that and it's 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 like a reminder to like stay out of your head in so many aspects of this you know like we talk about comparing ourselves to other people and our work and stuff like that and like i do it with cameras like oh they have that camera that's what i need i need that it's a vicious cycle yeah i definitely like write about things that can be uncomfortable like loss past loves grief depression uh and i hope that like being um, transparent in my own experiences, like while I'm writing these short musings for each photograph, it sort of is like a beacon for other like-minded people who Mm. might feel lost in a sea Mm. of a billion people who don't feel seen or heard, um, you know, about their sadness or whatever it is they're dealing with. So I just, I kind of hope that my project serves as that to something hopeful that yeah. even through all of the haze of depression and, um, you know, life in a pandemic, it's hard for everyone. It's Life isn't easy for anybody that, like, people feel seen. And um, I don't know if anything that they have somebody on this social media they can reach out to. A couple of people have um, private messaged to me That's about awesome. um, some of the things I've written. And it's nice to be able to have them you know, feel comfortable enough to reach out. Do you think this project? Yeah, I don't want to say, but like, is it like super cathartic for you in general? Oh, yeah, yeah, it has yeah, to be definitely. right. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I've always had this thing with like helping people, yeah. and 
I don't know, doing the right thing. I was thinking about that right before this podcast. Like, uh, why am I the way that I am? Like, I was just talking about that earlier today. It was like one of those questions that was in my head. Like, why am I the way that I am? Hmm. Like, if that question came up in the podcast, and it was like hard to respond, I think my initial response was, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but then yeah. I thought about it more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think it's like, I actually do feel like I'm here to help other people, even through my art. If I can do that through art, then it is like the best thing I can do. Mm. It's like creative catharsis as a human who is like continually evolving, just like everybody else. And if I can use this uh, social media platform to feel that and experience that, then that's effing awesome. I love that. Yeah. And you, yeah, you Mm -hmm. totally get that from your work too. I mean, that's what that's what stuck out to me as well like even i wanted to ask you because you have frames Mm. where they're just blank Mm -hmm. and then you write on them now is that something where the photograph didn't work or is that just kind of like a (laughs) yeah okay okay i was really curious about that and the black ones are when i uh half the time i forget to take off the little like lens protector or lens cap on my camera and i'm like Uh shit well i'm not gonna waste it (laughs) Like with the photographs that are like, I can't use, I just turn them into bookmarks or um, I cut them up and use them in collage. Uh, But yeah, I think it's really cool to um, write things that make people feel something important. Like I I write a little bit of poetry Mm -hmm. and um, prose, short story, uh, fiction, nonfiction. Uh, I have my first poetry being published this year. So that's super cool. Oh, wow. Congrats. Oh, congrats. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I like to use those fo- the, those uh, photos that didn't turn out as working spaces or canvases for um, words that spark something inside of other people. And words are so powerful that they can evoke a strong emotion. And uh, actually, mm. this morning, one of my photographs just got like 196,000 likes. And I was like, whoa, wow. it was like one of the... Wow. Um, the ones, the blank ones that I had written on, it was about like lost love and how it's like a crit, an emotional crater mm. that uh, we all have to navigate. And it's like, even with all of the hardships and tears, it's like something that I wouldn't not want to have in my life or have ex- not experienced. Mm. Mm. And that resonates with everyone. Yes. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. Sitting that like, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> See, I just always wish so bad that I had the writing aspect. I feel like I can handle the photograph stuff. I definitely got that down. But like the I've always wanted to mm. combine the medium. You know what I mean? The photo and the writing. It's just it, just yeah. like when I try to paint something, it's it's stick figures. And, and then I try to write and I get way too over something. And then I look at it the next <laughs> day and I'm like, oh, goodness. Oh, what was I thinking? I just I feel like you you have it you have it down and it and it makes a lot of sense when I when I read through your stuff. What do you think uh what do you think the end goal of the thousand photographs and words are? What what do you what are you going to do when it's over after you hit a thousand? With these, I think I want to um I would like to publish a small book with what I've learned after mm. this project is completed. Oh, it would be cool. nice if I could have some downtime afterward to um maybe travel and think about everything that had happened since 2020 to whenever this ends. And hopefully I will have altered my lens a little bit to appreciate the small things in life that I was sort of taking for granted, Mm. I think, as the pandemic started. And then, uh, of course, I would like to, uh, I think if I could have some writing in that afterwards, 
primarily writing with like some of the photographs. That would be my end goal. Also, I want to travel when I'm done with this. Mm. I'm hoping it, it will be. Yeah. I would like to uh, hopefully do another project when this is done. I kind of have some stuff in my head what I can do, but we'll see. Ooh. I don't know. Mm. That's good. So are you, yeah, are you keeping yourself from working on any other, oh any other projects before you, you finish yeah, that's this? that's a good question. A lot or... of us won't finish and start. I know. <laughs> I'll start 20 things yeah. at once and never get one of them done. So Other projects. I mean, I'm always kind of busy with something. I'm trying to teach myself some songs on piano. Mm. Mm. That's kind of been, it's like its own thing. Oh, great. Um, yeah. I'm studying wine. So I'm like in wine school Ooh. right now, which is something that I'm kind of focusing on. But creatively, I mean, I, I still, I still want to have like a separate book of poetry myself, like just poetry. Mm. Yeah, um, that's kind of been on like the back burner. I haven't updated my website in like two years or something. I so. know we're all guilty Same of that. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. There's a lot of things that like I'm I'm working on, but at least I have this photo project that like I've kind of made a public commitment yeah. to, so I can't really like not yeah. do it. That's good, you know, having <laughs> some way to hold it accountable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to ask you about in the beginning. You said you gave you donated all of your photographs. What? what oh yeah. What, how, yeah. What brought, first of all. What brought that on? Do you regret it? And yeah, just what, what, talk us through that. Okay, so uh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was about to be <laughs> yeah. like, hold up, what? <laughs> like, I never said that. <laughs> so I was moving out of my hometown from uh, Ventura in Southern California to San Francisco, and I was like 24, I think. And I was thinking, like, new place, new me. Mm. Like, I didn't want to have any like photographs from like my party years and my friends. Yeah. I kind of just wanted to start fresh in a new city, just new experiences. I just needed a real, I, just, I think I might've just found myself in a toxic place at the time and I needed a little refresh. Mm. And uh, I'm actually really good at getting rid of things. Like I do a whole like cleansing every once in a while. I feel like, I mean, that's just me speaking. <laughs> I do have like a whole closet worth of dresses I don't even wear. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Where did you donate them? Uh, I donated a lot of my stuff before the move, just to like there was like uh, a Goodwill, I think downtown Ventura, that took all of my items. Did they take photo? Like they'll take photographs? I didn't even. Yeah, you could drop off like anything. Oh, wow. Essentially, I think they just keep what they can potentially sell. But I do know I've purchased old photographs, mm -hmm. like vintage style mm -hmm, there. Mm -hmm. So I'm not necessarily sure they resold my Polaroids. Who knows? Now, was this, was it Impossible Project Polaroid or was it like the OG? Oh, I, I think it was both. I feel like I, I remember Impossible specifically like buying it online way back when it was like early on and it had just yeah. started to gain traction and be available. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. That was a long time ago. I know. <laughs> Man, those were the days. Yeah, that's that's when it was like forty dollars yeah, a no, pack. I, yeah, back then. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, I think I bought them on like eBay or some like I don't even remember. It was some weird website. Like, and I was thinking, this is so expensive, but it's like old school Polaroid film. I have yeah. to get it. Mm -hmm. I could never let go of my photographs like that. I still have, you know, back in the the eighties and nineties when it was like doubles and quadruples. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every time you got your, it's like the same four pictures of me and my dog <laughs> laying on the floor at like seven years old. I can't seem to get rid of any of them. But uh, yeah, but yeah, people do buy photographs. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Soth, our former guest, he was buying photographs by the pound. You know what I mean? And like, it's a pretty big market. You see it on eBay and stuff too. I wonder. I always look for old yeah. like. Kodachrome yeah. 
slides when I go to thrift stores and stuff. I always like to buy them and they've become really expensive mm. in the last couple years too. I wonder why that is. I don't know. I think there's just this nostalgia. Yeah. Oh, y- you know what? A lot of people were making lampshades and art out of them that you can yeah. project light through them. Now that I'm thinking mm. about it, that's becoming a, a kind of, at least that's what I've seen on TikTok. <laughs> There's an artist that my husband really likes. I don't know the name, but she draws ghosts on oh, like yeah. the people in the photograph. Yeah. I don't know her name, but we just bought like a four by six um, and it's like really cool. So that's like one thing. Mm. But yeah, that's interesting. I feel like nostalgia really drives people. Oh, my gosh. Like, it's such a motivator <laughs> for, I don't know, doing the things that we do. Yeah. yeah. I'm like a huge like I have a I feel like there's people who have like collector personality or mentality. Obviously, right here. everybody listening. We all know <laughs> we have a million cameras. It's, it's ridiculous. But I but like nostalgia is like such a part of it. You know, like I want mm. the camera from the 80s and the 90s. And I want I, I, re- I bought I bought the entire like goosebumps collection off ebay a couple years ago because like that was what i was i read as a kid and i loved it so i got i got a bottom all you know like it's anything (laughs) 90s i want like it's all nostalgia that's it i got it i remember those goosebumps nice i was in the goosebumps like book club do you remember getting like that big box that would be delivered (laughs) like once a month with like little knickknacks in it yeah i'm jealous goosebumps just it was (laughs) it just wasn't on my radar i was uh what was her name? Beverly Cleary, I think, was my was my jam. The, the uh, little mouse in the motorcycle and <laughs> and all oh, yeah. that. Yeah, loved her. She was my. That was like the G-rated Goosebumps. Yeah, Goosebumps yes. was like PG. They're yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky, Man. definitely. Yeah, but I think I think that's why a lot of us are returning. Well, I don't want to speak for the whole community, but a lot of the reasons why some of us are returning to film is because of the nostalgia aspect of it. Um, and just we talked about like the tangible part of it and stuff like that. Um, do you feel it's like that for you, Vanessa? I mean, I definitely like the tangible aspect. I like holding my uh, photographs yeah. and I'm like one of those people with short attention spans. So I need instant gratification. So I need to take a picture and I need to hold it yeah. when it comes out and I need to like play with it and look at it. So there's that. I don't know if it's nostalgia necessarily for me. I know that is like, well, too, I find myself prefacing like a tangent, kids today, dot, dot, dot. Uh, mm. Like they don't know life before apps, right. before oversharing, before right. <laughs> cameras like this, before like the retrospect website wasn't supposed to be retro. It was just like, that's just what we had. Mm-hmm. I remember my Barbara, my Barbie little pink camera. Oh, like, yeah. It wasn't ironic. Like that's just what we had back then <laughs> right. in the late 80s. Right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think because we're so digitally like induced in every single thing that we do, like mm-hmm. in every single thing that we touch, it's all like technological, like this mm. need for analog and kinetic and touch and a world outside of overconnectedness is something that we like actually crave. It's not just like the baseline or the normal Mm. of existence. It's something that like we have to go out of our way to experience. And I guess that is sort of the nostalgic aspect, us like remembering a time when things were different or less evolved. For me, it's the how compact discs when CDs came out, it was like crystal clear sound. And when Mm -hmm. digital cameras came out, it was like the sharpest image you can possibly get Mm -hmm. with this big and da da da. You know, it's it was all about perfection 
action and with the analog stuff you know 35 millimeters so gritty like instant photography just has like a like a coating on it almost like a magical mm-hmm. little sprinkle that you put on everything that you know that's why we still listen to LPs we like the the hiss and the pop and the crackle of a record or yeah. the warble of a cassette tape like there's just there's something about it and the kids I feel like kids younger people i don't want to say kids i feel bad saying that sorry guys like little guys that are coming up and and finding their parents like cassette tapes and stuff and their you know their sony walkmans and their old headphones and they're they're finding something so like magical about it or maybe they're not i don't know what the if it's a trend or if it's just like they're finding what we kind Mm -hmm. of found in it or what we refound when we came back to it you know when i found my box of old cassettes and my walkman and my mix cds and and all that stuff that i just think there's something so not perfect about the analog world that's so warming like it's like warm like a warm Mm. kind of you feel close to it and and you get to hold it too like the whole tangible thing Mm. like you get to like feel it and you're not scrolling on your phone mindlessly or you know reading your kindle and getting a migraine because of the blue light you're actually opening a book and and enjoying it and i don't know why i went off on a rant there but i just (laughs) felt (laughs) that's how that's what i love about it you know yeah yeah and yeah. plus what we're doing, like uh, my stepdad and I, we do a, an antique booth. And it's funny to think of what's antique oh, yeah. in 2022. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I'm taking like cassette tapes and cassette players and we're selling LPs and we're selling film cameras and we're selling, you know, just the stuff that I kind of grew up with, like speak and spell. I found an awesome speak mm-hmm. and spell and like so I'm selling it at the antique booth. That was something I grew up with. It was I feel like kids are finding that stuff again. And it's. I guess we probably did that with our parents' stuff, didn't we? Like when we found our, or maybe, I mean, I know I was into like records and cassettes that my parents had and stuff like that, cameras and weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. My brother has my dad's whole like record stereo system. He oh, had like, man, nice. He was just like, I'm taking it out of the basement. I'm taking it. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. It's mine. Yeah, records are nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, I miss, I guess I get used to um, music now on my iPhone, but I do remember like the joy of putting in a cassette, like my last cassette tape that like I distinctly remember holding my hand was probably Ace of Bass. Yes. I was Ace of Bass cassette on the bus (laughs) in fourth grade. Oh, my God. (laughs) And like there is like a joy like that comes from having to hear every single song and like touching the um like the little paper that came in the little mm-hmm. plastic cassette holder and like looking for lyrics to like the sign even though I I don't even know how I memorized it. I probably memorized it from listening to like the same song on repeat, like pushing rewind yep. and pushing play. Yep. Yeah, it's nice. And back then it felt more special too because you could over listen to something and then at some point that little like plastic music cassette will do that one sound like and then it like (laughs) it breaks on you and then it's over and you know that's like all the time you had even after you tried to like fix it with a pencil and like rewind it back up and it's still broken. It had a finite time and it was so special. I don't even listen to all the music I have on my phone and I have like 3,000 songs probably. Do you, are you, do you like give photos away? Do you give out your pieces of art or do you keep them all for yourself or what's, do you, are you going to sell them as like separate little things it would be cool? So with these specific photos that I've posted, uh, I don't give those away, okay. but I mm. take photos of people and give those away, like on the street. 
Yeah. Um, I give away photos that um, haven't been posted just because I do actually want to hold on to these ones in case I do end up working on that um, yeah. that book when I'm finished. So it's probably better that I just hold on to these. But then at some point when I'm finished, uh, it would be so cool if I can have an art show yeah. you know, with all of the photos and somehow incorporate all of the text that went with it. So it would be like my own um Show. I mean, actually, some of these photos that I've posted have been part of art shows here oh, uh, awesome. in group shows, um, but I haven't had my own show yet. Okay, two-part question. How do you plan to, like, display them? Do you have a thought for that far ahead or figure oh, out when you get the there? Oh, for the thousand of them? Yeah. Um, I actually, I, I haven't really thought too much about that. But the um, like the three part series that I've done with like just three of the pictures, I just frame them individually because it's oh, only cool. three photos. But a thousand, I'm going to require like its own space and <laughs> yeah, figure out the framing to- of that because that'll be kind of a pain to individually frame each one. Or just like have it all on the wall. So when you like walk around, they'll yeah. be like rows. But then also at the same time, like I want people to be able to handle them and touch them. Ah. So like, what if I put that, but then I don't want them to be stolen. So right. like, I have thought about that. Like I want people to actually touch them and examine them and look at them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Cause like you, the tangible part of it, that's really yeah. cool. Um, the other thing, if you were to do a book, it'd be cool if like you did a thousand presses or whatever, a thousand Ooh. and then <laughs> you open it and you have one picture in there that's the mm-hmm. actual photo Ooh! oh my gosh that's such a good idea <laughs> yeah i would do that that that's good you know you could make a duplicate too with one of the fuji printers they'd make a fuji instax wide printer so you'd still probably be able to make a duplicate so you wouldn't have to give the full original away i don't want to make a duplicate yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. Want to give, I'd want to give away the real thing otherwise yeah. that's the point right well, yeah i guess it doesn't matter because you are yeah. all about giving your photos away so it's yeah, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter she'll be okay. She'll give she'll... everything away. <laughs> like us, we'll be like, ah, oh, that sunset photo. Damn it! Yeah, <laughs> give that away. <laughs> I have like a hundred sunset pictures. I yeah, it's, be so okay sunset's not, not a good one to to use as an example because. <laughs> That's so funny. This morning, I was thinking, well. All I have is a sunset po- photo from this week. So that's what the people are getting. Another fucking sunset picture. <laughs> so good, though. It's so good. Yeah. I can't help it. It's what I see. Click. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever think about making like larger prints of these in stacks? Oh, I tried at like a local, um, like a Kinko's Express down the street. Mm. I actually went in and said, can you make me the nicest and large picture of this? And uh, he made me a few copies and I just didn't like the way it looked. Mm. I, I would have to figure something else out. I just wanted to see. Yeah. And you said you scan them. Do you use like a flatbed or something like that to yeah. scan them? Yeah. I went to Best Buy and got a flatbed. Yeah. That, mm. When you're when you're Polaroid shooting, that's a, that's a must have. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. Polaroid makes like a really cool app for scanning their Polaroids. I don't know if you've ever used hmm. it, but it's it's really hard to not have the yeah. reflection of like your phone yeah. in <laughs> yeah. it. So you, they like tell you. Head. Yeah. like head in there. <laughs> That's kind of funny though. It is. It's kind of a way to put yourself in it a little bit. But, yeah, just um, like throw a peace sign up there too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've had some good luck with scanning Polaroids and making, you know, I think my printer goes up to 13 by 19 or something like that. So, Oh, yeah, oh, that'd be cool. cool to make them like really big. Yeah, I've, I've done that with uh, one of my mom's cats passed away and for Christmas or her birthday or something, Aww. I made her... Uh, 
a copy of one of my Instax, and it came out really, really cool. So I think it's possible. I'll say, Vanessa, I haven't had the urge to shoot Instax in a while, but now I'm like super inspired to like get out my wide Instax camera. Mine's right there. Oh, yeah. I can see right there. (laughs) I like the wide. Yeah. It's nice. You got a lot in it. That's beautiful. And it's like, it's just fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. I like the sound. I like the sound it makes. It's it's not the same as like a you know a Polaroid camera. They're a little more aggressive than the Instax. That's cameras. true. I I definitely know the sound of a Polaroid <laughs> <Yeah>. camera. <laughs> it's almost like yeah, you're right. It is more aggressive. The Instax comes out a little more gently. It's like yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. <laughs> Zoop. Yeah. And I see you. You use the the Lomo instant wide yeah yeah that's such a good camera what it, yeah it's cool yeah because you get to do like do you ever mess with the double exposures or bulb mode oh, yeah. or anything yeah okay okay yeah, yeah i do both yeah they're so much fun it's kind of hoping they would update that soon too to give us a little more control but you know for the longest time i just used the normal instax wide the yeah i think it's the 300 is that what it was called i forget yeah, yeah. 310 i think yeah it's been oh, so man. long since well they have i think they have like three or four different ones but do you ever shoot any other stuff like do you ever shoot like 35 millimeter or Mm. anything like that no No? honestly i have like so much uh art stuff right now like with all of my paint it takes up like three big containers worth and then with all of my film and backup and used film i have like i'm just getting more and more containers of stuff i really can't handle another camera i think about it often though like i need a new camera but i can't do that to myself (laughs) and the space that i have I like the control that you have because that's one thing yeah. I don't have. That's know. not what I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, it's not. It's not even cameras. It's like, like you said, you have your art stuff. You know, you yeah. probably have writing stuff around. You know, and it's just yeah, all my books. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I keep complaining about my space here. I'm like, man, I need more room. We got to do something about getting me some more room. And then I look around. It's like I have a full drum set set up. I have guitars everywhere. (laughs) I have all my developing equipment and then all my cameras and then one little chair I get to relax on in the corner. (laughs) It's like, uh, it's my fault. I'd probably have more room if I would just like not be into 27 things at once. No, that's awesome. I would love to have a drum kit. Mm. It is fun. I mean, yeah. neighbors love it. They just love it. I'm sure. They, <laughs> love it. In high school, my friend, uh, my friend's dad was in a band. So in their house, they had like a recording studio. So we would get cool. to play with his drums and guitars and bass and um, whatever else he had in there. It was like so cool because it was like completely soundproof. So we uh, could just go crazy in there. It was oh, wow. like the most fun. Yeah, that would be a dream to have mm. soundproofing i'm i'm just lazy <laughs> i don't good. i don't play that much i basically got them just so i could add drums to things when i'm writing music because i was really oh, cool. not into the sound of you know again an analog guy just being into it yeah and can't handle the real thing yeah i can't handle like drum sequencing it's just not not my thing i love my little drum sequence thing that happened like when i want to play with other people and it's just me and i'm working on my keyboard i'll do like the little drum add-in uh-huh. so it's like i'm playing with somebody in the room and it's like and there's like a little beat so it's like there's a party with one person and like you're having a lot of fun and then you realize like you're 35 years old and you're like jamming out to yourself and you're like playing like this it's like so funny and absurd but totally hilarious if you can't laugh at yourself right there's like i don't know what to say right no and i definitely catch myself in that in that uh 
And I work at a music store too, so it's even funnier. Like uh, we have designated studios for music lessons because we have different teachers for things. Mm-hmm. And I'll mm-hmm. always like find myself in the teacher that has off that day's room, like playing their piano or banging on the electric drum kit or you know playing guitar. And those are soundproof rooms, and they they have windows, and it's you know people walk past and they're like, "You're not you're not supposed to be in there, Tim. Can you come out and try to get back on the floor?" I'm like, "I'm sorry, I just had to let it out." <laughs> no, it's fun. It's so fun to nerd out and just yes. have fun. And I think that's like people who take pictures like this, mm-hmm. they like to have fun. And I'm one of those people. I just like to do things that are enjoyable and feel good. Taking photos feels good. Yes. It does. It's very Amen. therapeutic. Yeah. Did you expect the Instagram to, to kind of take off the way that it has? It's You've got oh. quite a bit of a following from Did I? not too I don't too think long. I expected it. No, I, I don't think I had any expectations. I just wanted it's to do kind of a, something. Yeah. It's kind of just my thousand photo project. And it seems to speak to people, I think. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Especially when I, um, if people find something that speaks to them, they want to read more. And I'm so glad that my writing has captured yeah. so many yeah. people's attentions. It really is a beautiful, like, little spot on the internet. I will say that. Thank you. Yeah. I think yeah. so, too. Sometimes I reread things that I have written from a year ago. I have a really bad memory, so I won't remember mm. that I've written something. And I'll go <laughs> back and I'll read something and I'll think, oh, my gosh, that <laughs> is so beautiful. I can't believe I wrote, I can't believe I wrote that. Also, I don't remember writing it. Whoa. So it's like new to me. Yeah. I don't know what the heck happened. I must have had like COVID or something early on because my memory yeah. has like, increasingly gotten worse since 2020. I think mine has too. I, I feel we're that getting, too. We're getting older. Yeah, it could be that. Or getting I older. <laughs> I've been tr- I've been noticing like back on like the, the the nostalgia part, especially now that I have I have a son. I was saying like I w- you guys were talking about wishing you could write and I I was like I'm going to I wish I had like journaled his birth and like his his like first Oh yeah. Cuz everybody's like it's going to go by fast, go by fast and this and this is like the ex- these experiences and I do my best to document them with photos, but I really wish I had written something. Because the other night I was talking to my husband. I'm like, do you remember what what was it like when, when he first came out? What did he, did he cry right away? What did they put, like, what did they, when they put him on me, like, I was just asking him all these questions. He's like, you know, you were, you were there. And I was like, I know, but I want to, like, relive it. You know, I wish, I wish I had just, like, that night been like, you probably were a little too tired, tired for that. Yeah. To whip out your typewriter. Yeah. I mean, you'd just gone through like a physical yeah, trauma. Yeah. I think you were just your body was full yes. of adrenaline and like ecstasy yeah. and love and all of these different emotions coming out yeah. of nowhere. And, that, and that's what I wanted to like hold on to. But anyway, yeah. that was a tangent. Go ahead. <laughs> No, but I mean, I think you could document like or give I've um, given some of my uh, actually when I was uh, working at some preschools, I've definitely given away Instax cameras to Mm. students because no, you know, actually I did at one of like I worked at this farm school and I did a whole thing on like children's photography and I made every I made the kids handle like both like my nice like Canon camera and um, I think I bought like an Instax or something cheap for them just to like go play around with and take pictures. take pictures and write about it so that they could experience like their own individuality and like expressing their interests like creatively and they actually came up with like really weird interesting things like they would photograph like oranges i don't like dirt because that was interesting to them wow and i'd be like okay so like what do you want me to write with this picture 
And then they like they would tell me verbatim and then I'd like, you know, write it out for them and we'd have like oh a Oh my heart god, show. that's so cool. But like it's so interesting. Like kids can yeah. do anything. Yeah, I can't I can't I like just wait to that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to push anything on him, you know, but he might be surrounded by cameras and hopefully he'll be like, mom, I want to try that. But that's like a good little experiment to do. Like, go like see what you see and then tell me about it. Oh, my God. I love that. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I know. Kids are cool because like they're unabashed. They don't care like what nope. if, like they hurt your feelings. They're just like honest 24-7 and it's hilarious and wonderful. Can you imagine if we kept that as an adult, as adults, if we just, <laughs> it's probably good that we don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've learned how to filter. <laughs> Most of most, the time. Most, I, yeah, sort I was of like, say I started most letting myself, like, I've, my, I've started mm-hmm. to peak a little bit, like, my personal persona come out the last couple weeks on uh, social media. I uh, mm-hmm. tried to avoid that before, but just these last couple weeks, I just started posting mm-hmm. things in my stories that have really pissed me off. So, uh, I don't know, I used to filter <laughs> that shit out, but at this point, I feel like yeah. I don't really care anymore. If I'm going to post something, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going to post it. Do you have a separate Instagram, like a personal one? Uh, I do. It's an active though, um, just because I don't, I don't have time to toggle right. between two accounts. So I just have my, um, uh, my public one. And I mean, all of my friends like have my contact. Yeah, yeah. They know where to find me. It's fine. Yeah, That's cool. We'll be right back with a listener question for Vanessa right after this message from our sponsor. Just wanted to hop in here quick and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Developing Hang Nights. We've done a bunch of these already. They're a ton of fun. We laugh. We develop some film. We talk shop. It's just an all-around good time. If that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Patreon is the best way to support the show. Thanks, guys. All right, guys, this is part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Tony Tatillo, and they wanted to know, what advantage does instant photos have over digital photos taken with your cell phone? Interesting. Hmm. Let me think. Well, I mean, I can say I don't know about everybody else, but I have 2,300 photos on my cell phone, and I can't tell mm-hmm. you what they are. I think most of them are dogs that I approach <laughs> on the beach or at the park when I'm jogging. And I say, can I take a picture of your dog? And then I keep it on my phone for some creepy reason. Cute. But, you know, I know, like, I you with these instant photos, like, I have them around my apartment. They're on my refrigerator. They're in my bookmarks. When I close my book for the night, I can look at that photograph and remember a really special memory and why I wanted to take that capture that moment in the first place. These are Mm. beautiful, kinetic little capsules of, you know, our short life live. I love that answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. (laughs) And same. I mean, I don't have like strangers dogs, but the the, the photos on my phone. And I just looked when you said that about 2000. I was like, man, how many do I have? I have 6000 photos on my phone right now. Like I and and they're mostly pictures of my cats. So I have I have almost 10,000 photos. I just had a baby, so it's it's just I, ridiculous. You just had a baby, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you have to ask ourselves, like, why do we take these pictures? I mean, just of, like, the things that are, like, these screenshots. Like, oh, like, I have screenshots of um, what's so interesting to me. Like, mm. oh, I have to take a screenshot yeah. of this. It's so funny. You know what it is? I think it's because, like, I, we take a lot of screenshots because we want to show somebody something funny or something like, yep. hey, yep. I'm going to send this in a message. But, like, we're not going to send these photographs in a message. We're going to keep these forever or give them away to somebody yeah. in some meaningful way. I've been really into, like, f- getting stuff framed now. 
or like printing like tangible mm-hmm. things because it, like having it all on the phone is like freaking me out, you know? Like I, I want to have it where I can look at it on the wall mm-hmm. and have it as an actual memory or a moment versus millions of little s- swipes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many people really want to see the enchiladas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like four weeks ago. <laughs> like, why did we do this? We can't yeah. help it. We cannot help taking pictures of pizza, cupcakes, food, like... <laughs> The coffee we picked up, we are so weird. <laughs> I know. Why Why do we do that? Did we do that when we didn't have that option? No, we, no? we weren't like this before. <laughs> I don't okay, think so. Okay. I this just couldn't like remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. man. We are weirdos, man. That's so crazy. Yeah. They're going to look back in 2,000 years and be like, what? were they doing in the 2000 they're gonna go through all these cloud servers and it's gonna be all like like you said enchiladas uh or they'll be walking through an art show with people (laughs) yeah oh (laughs) that would be such a cool art show i would love to go to somebody's art show if it's just like (laughs) screenshots of food that they've like eaten the past year oh my god that would be so cool yes and then they like talk about each meal Uh (laughs) oh my god well, I'm going. Actually, I'm going home next week to California, and I was planning on documenting all the burritos I'm going to eat. Yes, there you so, go. Love it, man. Good answer. Great answer. Well, good, good question. Good, too. good answer. And uh, now this might not be as tough of a question for you. It's a two-part question that we always ask our guests. Uh, it's the desert island camera. You can only take one with you for the rest of your life. What's it going to be, and why? Desert island. Does it rain there? Um. I mean, maybe a little sprinkle every yeah. once in a while, but there's a photo hut there. So if you do need some like Instax film, I'm yeah. sure they carry it. It's probably yeah, outrageously there. priced, but. Okay. So it's like a, uh, it's like a Tom Hanks situation and yeah. Castaway. Yeah. But with a <laughs> little Photoshop. Yeah, but with a photo. <laughs> I would probably have to be my, oh God. It'd probably have to just be like my Instax wide because I'm not good. I mean, I'm going to be by myself. No, actually, I changed my mind. It's going to be um, my Lomography camera because I'm going to be super lonely. Mm. So I'm going to do a bunch of like uh, double exposures where it's me with myself. Uh, so it, it will appear as though I'm not so lonely. And then I look at that just in case I have a volleyball to put like my handprint yes. on. Wilson. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know, it'd be really funny if that did happen. I would probably just like take a bunch of like pictures of me in like different island outfits that i made and then i yeah. would like create have to create some <laughs> because i'd be like increasingly like losing my mind and so i was like i don't know create some kind of narrative oh. for characters that live there i don't know i just saw the movie old so like that's also in my head about yeah. like creating characters that movie like tripped me out yeah i'm i'm staying away from that because i i don't want to feel feelings like that <laughs> well that's yeah. definitely one of the most creative answers we've had of this question i love that yeah and i think that's probably the first lomo instant wide for the show All right. yeah so part two is the white whale camera is there a camera that you've always wanted to shoot that you just never had a chance to or maybe you did try it and you just don't have it it's kind of your your white whale your your want camera I don't know. I mean, I every once in a while I see some really cool um, astrophotography, but yeah. I don't really have the money for a nice camera. I don't know specifically which one I would get. Just something cool enough that I can shoot yeah. Saturn's rings Ooh. because I'm like super into uh, 
I mean, I've actually used these cameras with my um, my telescope by putting it through the um, the viewfinder, but um, they never really turn out as cool mm. as like an actual digital astrophoto. But uh, I've had some stuff that I've posted. It's pretty cool. It does pretty yeah. you've done pretty good with that setup. Yeah, and I'm glad I went back and watched your little story memories down at the bottom and you doing the uh, the lunar eclipse that recently happened because that was like. Dude, I, yeah. oh, I had so such fun. a, that was oh like one gosh. of the most memorable nights I've had in a while. And it was just me, myself, sitting outside watching it with a camera, you know, looking at it. Didn't really, I think I took like two yeah. pictures and they came out horrible, but it was just the experience of watching something like that. And when the moon went blood orange, you know, it was, it was awesome. It was really cool. And I was that glad was I- such a good night. Yeah. 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 What, when was that? Cause it was a, like a I, month ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was in the middle of, you know, yeah, you're probably doing up mom with the things. baby. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I really want to go sit out somewhere, but I can't. And I, it was like, I was waiting all week for it to happen. And then, of course, that night I forgot and then saw something on YouTube. And I was like, boom, right out the door. Yeah. Just like looking up like a little kid <laughs> at the moon and loving every minute of it. Oh, my gosh. It was so mad. We had like perfect conditions that same, night too, like here. no clouds. Yep. The only thing I forgot all my attachments for my telescope. So we drove out. And um, I didn't have, like, my good, like, eyepieces to connect to my camera oh. that I knew would work. But it's all good. I mean, it was still so beautiful. Yep. Like, oh, my gosh. Looking at the stars behind the moon, you forget that there's – and it was just, like, mm. litter. Mm-hmm. It was, like, literal glitter all up in that telescope. Yep. Wow. It was insane. Wow. Yeah. Oh, fun. How often do those come around? It's more than you think. Like, twice yeah. some – they're, like – Oh, I think it's like four times a year, I think. like, But it all depends on your area. You know what I mean? Like, it all depends on what part of the world you're mm-hmm. at is. Because I, I, that was one of the things. I had one headphone in of, like, NASA's coverage of it while I was oh, watching cool. it. And, and that was a question that someone asked. And they're like, oh, surprisingly, it's like four to six times a year, but it's only depending on where uh, you are type, type I thing. I see. And that was like a total totality one here. You know, the whole thing was covered. Not all the time that happens wherever you are, depending. Cool. It's just cool. Yeah. Fun stuff. Well, Vanessa, this has been lovely. Thank you for for chatting with us. And again, thank you for sharing your art. I like it really is like a little lovely spot to go and look and read and get out. Vanessa Project, right? The Vanessa Project? Is that right? Vanessa Photo Project. Project. Yes. Yeah. Um, so is are you anywhere else? What you want to plug a website? Is the Instagram? The Instagram's fine. I haven't updated my website in two years. It's like a fossil at this point, <laughs> so it's all good. Cool. <laughs> Timothy, where are you? Guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Timothy Makeups. Uh, I have some photo related uh, YouTube videos. The easiest way to find those, just go to YouTube, search Timothy Makeups. I do have a website too that's completely out of date, and that's just TimothyMakeups.com. Chris, where are you? Uh, I am Chris B photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And that's it. Vanessa, thank you, thank you, thank you. This has been awesome. (laughs) Thank you. We can't wait. I can't wait to buy the book with my little photo in there. Yeah. I'll save you guys the best one. Yes, please. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.
All right. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Vanessa for coming on the show. We had such a good time talking about your thousand photo project, reminiscing on analog, just an all around great conversation. And thanks for hanging out with us. We we really appreciate it. That's going to take us to Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash analog talk for only a buck. You can get the show two days early. We also have our Patreon only develop and hang. And I believe Chris and I are going to be doing a weekly wrap-up show. Just the two of us, 30-minute or so group episodes between the two of us, you know, touching on what we did during the week or hot topics. So again, if that sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. That's going to be it for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode, and we will see you with an all-new episode next week. Take care, guys. Later. <laughs>